All right, welcome back, everybody. An extended crossover today. Toby and Chris back with you. That's because we're joined by a very special guest, one of the all-time greats in Sooner history, Damon Miner, joining us live now. Damon, I, I wish, obviously, it was under different circumstances, but it's an honor to have you on, my friend. Hey, uh, good morning to everyone. I appreciate you having me on, guys. Damon, um, I, I don't want to ask this in a in a way that is, you know, I'm not trying to be Oprah and draw out a bunch of emotion here, but I know a lot of times in, in these lengthy battles like this that there's great courage that is shown that can give strength to all of us. So in that in that manner, what what has the last year been like for for you and your family and, and watching Ryan? Um yeah, you're gonna bring up some emotion. Uh the uh the year's been tough. Um especially, you know, he got diagnosed last year. And um he uh you know, I was the last couple of months I was with him during the time he was uh in, in the um, John Hopkins and and obviously at home in hospice. So uh, it's been a pretty rough year, um, especially watching your twin brother go through what he did. But no one, you know, everyone knows Ryan how how big he was on the basketball court and 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 on the baseball diamond. But uh, just seeing him, how he just was so strong for his family and 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 everything going through this process of. Um, with cancer and it's, it's not easy, but, uh, his, he, he was so, he was so tough and, and just the way he handled it and, and was as strong as he was. I really am just, just awesome with being with him and just seeing him, how strong he is. It was just a, um, very emotional couple of months, but I was just, just glad to be there with him. Hey, hey, Damon, it's uh, Chris Plank. We really appreciate you coming on with us today, man. I just wanted hey, to know, uh, on social media, uh, through phone calls, through, I'm sure, letters and, and, and emails and phone calls, what has the outpouring of support and just uh, 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 utter uh, passion that you've seen from Sooner Nation and from uh, Oklahoma fans in general, what has that meant to you and to the family to see how much Ryan meant to them? That, um I mean, it's it's hard to put into words the uh, the outreach of uh, the support that we've had. You know, it started when he was first diagnosed to uh, the outpour of uh, of players and uh, Sooner fans and everyone coming to the uh, first uh, golf tournament fundraiser we had at Jimmy Austin, having you guys, and then just over the outpour of of just people donating to his uh, medical fund to reaching out just people that I, you know, haven't talked to in years or don't even know have reached out in social media um, and just the outpour reach of just the people, especially in Oklahoma. Um, that's why I felt really that I needed to have a celebration of life there and um, getting that and for the fans and for the, uh, the just the great support that we've had from uh, Sooner Nation. You know, Damon, uh, reading some of the stories the last couple of weeks has reminded me of, of you know, some of the time when, when you and Ryan were at OU, stories that I had either forgotten or never knew at the time. I, I guess I didn't know that you almost, both of you were almost cowboys, right? Yeah, that's hard to fathom right now but uh 
there was a positive, there was a really good chance of being a cowboy back in the day. And uh, thank thank goodness that uh, someone didn't show up to a recruit visit. So tides turn and was able to go to OU, and that's uh, definitely beneficial that uh, that, that happened. Hey, it's interesting. Follow me for a second. I went and saw the Iron Claw. It's the story of the Vaughn Eriks. When I was a little kid, my sister and I would watch WCCW wrestling. And it just, it, it was such a cool movie to watch because it brought back so many great memories. We know, obviously, the success that you and, and Ryan had in college. But when you were kids, when you were younger, what was what were those moments like, Damon? Was it... Was it cartoons on Saturday morning? Were you guys just balling and in sports so much that you were on the constant go? What was it like to be Ryan's brother and to be kids growing up under the same roof? Uh, that's that's funny. I, li- I listen to you guys in the morning, and, and your your love for wrestling is, is <laughs> awesome to hear. It ages us, but we uh, grew up actually watching, getting uh, Sergeant Slaughter, getting saving up the the, the tickets to get his uh, get him in the mail and. And, and, you know, we grew up watching, you know, G.I. Joe and then going out and playing basketball. We were always playing sports. Uh, We were fortunate enough to have, you know, our mom and dad really got us out there and being in a small town, you were always playing sports. And we were kind of always tied to the hip and and growing up and played, you know, baseball and then basketball start over. And then once basketball was over, you got to go play baseball again in the fall and, and then in spring. So, um, we were always tied to the hip and then played uh, summer ball at uh, Woodward Travelers out with the Ward family. Uh, we, you know, instead of practice, we played. That's how we learned the game. And we were always traveling together and and especially being twin brothers, you know, there's that special bond that you have. And uh, that's just kind of that hole that, I, that I'm missing right now. And it's definitely going to take some time, but just try to cherish the moments that we had over the years as twins were you best friends were you rivals were you competitive with each other all of the above what was that relationship like i would say that's all of the above you know we were definitely competitive and um um wanted to beat each other and it always turned into probably in the backyard a hard foul turned into a fight for a while (laughs) and then we'd dust each other off and go back to playing so I, I think that bond, um, especially with for me being the younger brother and just seeing, you know, at the time just wanted to, he really helped me, um, you know, always competing and wanting to get better and, and beat him because he was obviously he was a, he was definitely a lot more athletic and a lot better at sports than I was. So I was really trying to um, uh, just compete with him and beat him every day. And that kind of helped me become what what I became in you know in college and then off into pro ball Damon you uh you won a world series in 94 college world series went back in in 95 what how was it for you guys watching the run a couple years ago and seeing what Skip Johnson has done you find yourself still being a fan were you guys still engaged and would you talk about OU baseball and OU athletics a lot uh definitely we uh we're definitely engaged we're um you know, we're sprung all over the country as Sooners. And we have a group, a 94 championship group text that, uh, that we have with a lot of guys. And we're, we're all sitting there watching. Um, I'm in the clubhouse watching. We're, we're just 
really rooting for them. It was it was just bring back a lot of memories, especially seeing those guys. You know, they obviously just came up a little bit short, but just just watching the program, how Skip and those guys have really, you know, got Reggie there, and then obviously the with Ryan Gaines you know, running the ship there. He, uh, it's just awesome to see how that program is just is moving forward, especially going into the SEC. What did Ryan say about the Cal Ripken night? What, what, were there nerves? What was that all like for him? You know, what's funny is that I was actually in a Maryland Fall League. They decided to do a Maryland Fall League one year, and it, and obviously it got too cold and it wasn't a good idea, but I was fortunate enough to be up there at that time and actually was walking into the stadium, and I heard his name called. And I was like, he didn't tell me that. So long story short, I was sitting there, and he was just, came after the game and he was like, yeah, they came up to me. Everyone kind of knows the story is that Rickman said that, uh, or the manager came up to him and asked him, Hey, you're going to play third. And he was like, you sure Cal knows this? So <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I got to experience that. And, um, he, you know, obviously you're like as humble he was, you know, he just took it in stride and, um, felt like it was a really good honor to, to honor, you know, have Cal Rickman as a teammate. And to, to be able to um, go in for him, it was just it was something special for him. Hey, hey, Damon, you both got into coaching after your playing careers, but I'm curious from your perspective. Look, just I didn't really understand how in depth Ryan's managerial resume was. What was he like as a coach? What was he like as a manager for the time you got to spend around him at that phase in his life? Um, he, he one he was um, he really cared about his players. Um, and I, I think that goes back to the way he, we were raised with our with our dad. You know, he, you know, you're always team first, and you want to help all your teammates. And that goes into college with basketball, with Calvin, um, with Billy Tubbs, with Coachell. All everyone that's touched our lives, coaching wise, as um, as a player, we kind of pass that along. And that's what I just saw with him is that he was as passionate about the uh, about the game of baseball. He loved it. And he wanted to pass that on to his other players. They wanted him, wanted his players to play the game right and um, help them move along in their careers. And because he did play, and we all, when we play, and then you get the, a chance to coach, is that you're just passing the torch in the game on to the next uh, generation. And that's what he was really passionate about. My, I think, uh, speak for all of Sooner Nation, my favorite Damon Minor memory is and will always be the home run in the College World Series that I believe still has not landed. One of the great blasts <laughs> of all time. Damon, what is your favorite Ryan Minor athletic memory? Um, one, of, one is that, you know, he was so special being basketball, and I, I knew once basketball was over, he was going to come take my position, and I have to go to DH. <laughs> <laughs> to be playing first so that was one of the, the one things i always re- will remember is like when is he get beat out here in the tournament i'm playing i'm dh the rest of the year <laughs> but uh i think one of the the main thing for him is was um was going and watching as a group of the baseball players we'd be practicing and then they're going to play kansas and lloyd noble we'll be out practicing and then we would all rush over to Lord Noble and be sitting there um, and, and watching. I think that was the one memorable thing is that as a group of baseball players, the teammates, we would always make sure that we'd go over and watch him and just see 
what he could do special that night. And um, it, I think that was the one thing that, that we really enjoyed is just watching him, how he was just, he just brought so, so much joy playing, playing sports to so many people. Hey, hey, Damon, I love listening to you talk ball, but I also think that we need to make sure we get the message out there that there is ways that, that, that Sooner fans and, and sports fans and just people in general can help out. So are, are there things, are there needs right now? Are there ways that we can help give back? Are there ways that we can show our appreciate and help, appreciation help support the family during this time? Um, we're going to keep the GoFund going for, for a little bit longer. Um, we're definitely, um, obviously, with OU putting together the, um, the, the scholarship fund in his name, um, there's a uh, – there's a scholarship, or there is a uh, community fund that is being set up that has been set up in Maryland for uh, uh, for in his name that is going to uh, go to special needs um, children, um, uh, Special Olympics. So there's another way that was um, that I put out there on social media, and then then also we're going to uh, next year we're going to keep the golf tournament going. Um, we've been oh, talking great. with uh, Jimmy Jimmy Austin. We're going to do that. Um, Probably in the fall, so we can. Um, we're looking around in October, November. We're trying to get the date set. Um, we're going to do that to uh, help support um, his daughter's uh, college fund. We're going to start up a uh, college fund uh, through that. So there's just uh, that's some of the ways that we're going to try to keep his uh, his legacy moving forward. Celebration of life for anyone who would like to attend for Ryan Miner this Saturday, 1 o'clock, First Baptist Church in Moore. Damon, last question. What do you hope people remember most about your brother? Um, how, how much of a, um, a, a family man he was with his uh, raising his daughters and his wife, Allison, being, um, I got uh, we being on the West Coast and my brother being on the East Coast, we really didn't have a lot of time to be with our families kind of being a, being apart, uh, just being on the, being on that side of, uh, with him the last, you know, year or so, just seeing how much he was loved on that side and how much family and how he touched so many people in the, in Salisbury, in the community there. Um, it was just, uh, that was just something that was really, uh, more, uh, humbling and just uh, really helped me through this process because, you know, when we're, you're twins and you're not together for so long and then you think you're kind of uh, alone and, and especially when you're playing baseball and you, and baseball families can attest to this, you're always gone. So just, just seeing how much support he had and how many people came and, and really on that side is really special for me, for him. Damon, we're sorry. This is uh, this is a, a, a terrible loss, and um, uh, I know that that it is a very difficult time for Ryan's family and for you. And just know that uh, you are wrapped in the love of a whole bunch of people, man. Sooner Nation, friends, family all across the country thinking about you, praying for you, and uh, can't wait to see you back in Norman sometime soon. And uh, Hope Saturday is a very special event. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us this morning. Yeah, and, and I want to thank you guys. Um, what you guys do, um, really, you know, just sitting there, and I got him involved with uh, with you guys listening the last, like, three or four months, and we just sit there, and, 
and, and just listening to you guys really, really helped just kind of spend some time together and just get to listen about some Sooner Nation stuff. And it really, really helped through the, through just some of that struggle time of just sitting there at the house. So we really appreciate you guys, what you guys do. That means a lot. Thank you, Damon. Have a good day, sir. You too, guys. All right, see you. Hey, I got to ask something, Toby. You, to me, are the guy that during that time period, I think, what, we were both in college, just graduated? Just graduated? I I was still in college. Yeah. Somebody had brought up yesterday on the on the Kinnipamire Chevrolet text line, you know, hey, the, seeing Drake graduate, you know, one, one of the great families in Oklahoma history, uh, seeing Dewey inducted in the Hall of Fame, the Selmans are a great family. Boy, the Miners, they have their own uh, they have their own slot in Sooner family history, do they not? That's a, that's oh. a pretty special duo right there. Yeah. Um, larger than life is a phrase we use too much, but they were giants. I mean, physically, mm-hmm. literally giants. And, you know, Ryan was a beast on the basketball court. They were so big out on the baseball field. Like, <laughs> they were. Six, seven, first baseman, <laughs> third baseman, D. I mean, think about that. They're giants out there and could mash the ball. So... That it applies. Larger than life figures in this state. They were the faces of OU athletics for early to mid nineties. And just I mean just a terrible, terrible tragedy, you know? Yeah. Uh terrible tragedy. And I can't I can't even begin to think of what it is like if it's your twin, you know? That's just gotta be so hard to have the thought i'm sure it's like you know i'm sure he's thinking all kinds of of things and so um yeah feel terrible for this whole situation and the sooner nation though has done what they always do chris and in times of need they've rallied and they've they've thrown their collective arms around the minor family and it's been really awesome to see the outpouring of love not just the last you know three or four weeks or so but over the last year since this news came to our attention so let's don't let that fade you know let's no. uh this family is going to need our our love and prayer for a long time i agree hey uh thanks for letting us have that as part of our show today toby very grateful yeah for you, thanks man. for letting me hang around with you man have a yeah, great show either. chris all right and i'll talk to you here in a bit right we're podcasting okay. today good. yeah uh, absolutely. let's go let's go all right it's after a <laughs> get your nap get your nap hey when we come back uh, thanks, TJ. Thanks, Brian uh, and Casey, for allowing that to be a part of our program. If you haven't yet, as you can tell, uh, Damon Miner is awesome. But also, you can you can feel and you can tell there's still a lot of that hurt there, and there always will be. It's I can't even imagine. I brought up I'm I'm really close with my sister, um, but we weren't twins, and uh, I. I can't even fathom what it was like to go through life and then to lose your brother at such a young age. So make it a point to reach out. Follow Damon on Twitter at Reed Minor, R-E-E-D Minor. That's his Twitter feed. He's a great follow. Uh, he loves the Sooners. And I don't know. I, he, he might even be one of those texters on the Meyer Chevrolet text line that trolls us every now and then. I'm kidding, Damon. He's the best. That was awesome. What a fun 
but heartbreaking conversation to have to have, right? It's great to relive those memories, but your heart hurts because you know everything everyone is going through uh, in the minor family. We got a break uh, about yesterday, man. What a wild, what a wild afternoon for coaching news. We'll try to recap it all next right here on the Home Assume Fans. What a way to start the show, Josh Elmer, huh? How about that? How about that? Pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, incredible job by you guys on the interview, but the uh, minor family is, it's, uh, I like, like Toby said, larger than life. Mike in Springfield hits us up right away. Bittersweet interview with Damon. I was lucky enough to sit on the first row behind the OU bench when Damon slugged that mammoth home run in Omaha. Ryan will always be a Sooner legend. Great memories. Ohio Sooner. Right, I've been listening for over a decade, and that was the best interview you guys have ever done. I agree. He was awesome. Gives me chills just thinking about it. I got to tell you something, man. I don't even hold it against Damon that he played for the Giants. I'm okay with it, Josh. But <laughs> How kind I, of you. He, he, if there is – you know, there's no positives, right? There's, there's just you lose someone like Ryan, it's just heartbreaking. But at the very least, you know, hearing Damon, seeing him and, and talk about Ryan, I think it's, it's good to see Damon out there and spreading the word of what Ryan meant and then also just being, being a voice that you hear in the Sooner Nation. I think that's really important. So, uh, Damon, I, you know, man, I dig you. I think you're the man, and I appreciate you finding time for us today. Josh, there's no real easy way to transition, but good morning. How are you? Things good? Yeah, it's it's good, man. Uh, good morning. How are you? Well, uh, I feel a little better now because I got to talk to Damon. I get to talk to you. I'm actually out of my, my house. I'm at Caven's and Caven's Disaster Response Group today. And Gary, as he always is, is grinding away. So we'll tell you all about the great things going on because – we, we've got this big freeze that's going to hit starting late tonight into tomorrow morning, right? And it's going to be here for a minute. So this is this is where, as I think homeowners, you really want to listen to what Gary has to say and make sure you have his number programmed in because especially if you live in a little older house like I do, uh, you, you just don't know. You just don't know if those pipes are going to make it. So we'll talk to Gary about that coming up here in just a bit. But it's good to see that. It's good to see, Josh, that everyone is, you know, staying calm and cool and not freaking out about the weather. I mean, it's 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 good to see that uh, that Oklahoma is going to Oklahoma on this thing right now. I mean, c- calm down. I blame the weather guys. I blame the weather guys. We need to just listen to Dr. Kevin Clazel more often. I think the weather guys, I literally believe, and I love you all. You guys know that. But I literally, truly believe, Josh, that there is a meeting where everyone gets together and says, all right, how can we scare the people the most? Go. How can we get them to freak out the most? Go. And then the next thing you know, I can't find a gallon of milk anywhere. I can't find bread anywhere. People, there was a, there was a wreck. There's been two wrecks that I've seen happen today, Josh, where people were just driving straight. It's like, I, I don't know how this is happening, but be safe out there. Be smart. I'm not saying this to minimize anything that could happen. I'm just saying, uh, everybody calm down, Josh. We're going to be okay. 
And I say this as somebody who might not be able to get out of their neighborhood tomorrow if it gets icy. <laughs> Everybody be calm, right? Everybody be calm. I'm going to go park my car on the street so I can make sure that he gets out. Um, what was your reaction to the big news that broke yesterday? Nick Saban retiring. What was your first reaction when you saw it? My first reaction was, wow, this is a bombshell. This is shocking. This changes college football. What's going to happen? I mean, a million thoughts were my first thought. But probably the the biggest of them all was I was surprised by it. I was. And maybe I shouldn't have been because, look, uh, Saban's 72. He'll be 73 uh, at the end of next October, he's accomplished anything you could want to accomplish, right? I mean, anything from here is mm-hmm. just gravy, cherry on top, however you want to phrase it. But I was surprised yesterday. I did not, for whatever reason, uh, I didn't think uh, didn't think yesterday was about to be the day that we would learn that Nick Saban was done. Josh, I was surprised by all three dominoes that have fallen since we left the air yesterday, right? Pete Carroll, I I mean, moving on in Seattle, but not necessarily moving on from the organization, and, but moving on from coaching. That hit after our show and yesterday. And you, you said, was there anything here in the clip you played yesterday? And sure enough, there was. There's always a surprise in the NFL. There always is. So you get Carroll that I – and remember, the ownership is still very much in flux in Seattle right now. I mean, Paul Allen and his trust – is and I think it's his sister that runs things in Seattle. So I was surprised by the Pete Carroll retirement. I was we landed in Manhattan. We landed in Manhattan. I got off the plane and I got a text from our my one of my I guess scheduler slash bosses at XM named Olivia Bronco. And Liv said, Hey, there's a report that Nick Saban's gonna retire can you do a show tonight? And I I didn't know how much was out there or not. Usually XM kind of has an inside scoop. So I show everyone there. Lee Beasley was on the trip with us, and we were out. I'm like, is this legit? And I was showing it around, and then I sent it to Ted. And then I opened up Twitter and realized, Josh, that it had been everywhere. <laughs> so I'm sorry, <laughs> Teddy. I thought I was really giving you a scoop yesterday. But I, I will say, when I first <laughs> saw that, and then with Belichick even today, so those are the three big dominoes that fell Coaching-wise, the Saban one is still the most shocking to me, right? And it's kind of wild because we are talking about three dudes that, I mean, is is Belichick 70 yet? Or, yeah, we're talking about three dudes that are in their 70s. I mean, that's usually a time whenever you're long gone from coaching, right? And, you know, outside of the Bill Snyders of the world, I mean, Getting into your 70s coaching-wise is is kind of a rarity and to have the consistent success that all three have had. But for the sake of this being a college show and for the sake of, you know, obviously what affects Oklahoma the most, I know in time, Josh, there's going to be – because there always is, right? There's the report. It's like, well, you know, I kind of thought something was up when this didn't happen or that didn't happen. Everyone's always going to have – you know, I kind of – I had no clue. And, and I don't think many did. Ryan Fowler uh, covers Alabama better than anyone. Josh, I, I think it's fair to say he's become a good friend of the show. He's become a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm not trying to sound cool. We text a lot. We talk a lot. I like Ryan a lot. He's been a great resource for me in understanding, you know, certain things going into the SEC. Uh, and he's been a great resource for this show. And he texted me last night. He's like, listen, I'm getting blown up with requests. 
You guys need me? You guys want me? And what do you think I said? Yeah. Absolutely. Please. So Ryan's going to join us at 1035. That was really cool that he reached out. That's that's because obviously, yeah, I mean, everybody wants to to talk to those guys right now. Um, Where does some of the, the report last night of the TV guy that's like, I've got friends and Dan Lanning is in Tuscaloosa. Ready to sign a deal? Then someone's like, "I'm Dan Lanning's right here in Oregon." I mean, I'm watching him eat I'm, dinner. I'm watching him eat. <laughs> like, where does some of this come from? Is what I want to know. Um, now, I, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I was blown away whenever that was the first name mentioned as a potential replacement. But then the guy that I always thought would be next, they're already revolting against Dabo Sweeney getting that job. How did Dabo Sweeney? Go from being a guy maybe, what, five, six years ago that everyone was like, yeah, he's going to be that guy. He's going to be our guy. And now all of a sudden it's, oh, I can't have Dabo. It's wild, isn't it, to see I, how quickly you can flip? I don't know. And uh, I think they would love Dabo if he was their head football coach going forward. Oh, I mean, yeah. To me, I mean, he's easily – he he's the established candidate. So – I'm fascinated to see which direction they go. I'm fascinated. There wasn't anyone, you know, if this happened two years ago, I guess three now, Steve Sarkeesian might have been the next head coach at Alabama. If this happened maybe, you know, five, six years ago, when when did, what, 17, 18? I guess I got to go back further. Maybe Kirby Smart would have been the next head coach, right, because he was a defensive coordinator if this happened, you know, right when Lane Kiffin was was cooking as the roast, maybe he's the next head coach. There's been a lot of guys who have spent time with Nick Saban that have gone on, and it, it appears to be they're creating successful things as head coaches in other places, right? I, 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 and I still think, outside of Kirby Smart, just about all of them would jump at the opportunity to coach Alabama. But I also wonder something Toby brought up. Do you not want to be the man who replaces the man? Are you okay if you have a buffer in there? <laughs> Are you okay if there's someone that you look at, you're like, ah, oh, that's a great job. Or in, in today's modern college football, are you like, I'm going there because we're going to get players and our NIL is cooking and I got facilities. I mean, it's tough to replace Saban, but a lot of these guys are using the Saban playbook everywhere they go. What did Shane Beamer always say about Georgia? Kirby Smart's doing everything that Alabama did, only instead of an A on all of the the walls and all the and all the play playbooks and the plants, it's a G. Instead of Alabama, it's Georgia. I think I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a big-time name, man, that takes this job. I really do. A big-time college name? Nobody from the NFL, right? See, I was thinking about that last night. There's not – I'd be surprised if it was. I don't think any seasoned NFL coach – hold on, hold on. Can can we talk this through when we come back? Because we're getting a little bit – Sure, yeah. Long in the tooth. And I would mix in also – Assistance. I mean, that would be a big-time shock if they went the assistant route from the NFL. Yeah, oh, no. I think you can go get just about any sitting head coach you want outside of, like, a Kirby Smart. 
but I, I was thinking about this theory on NFL coaches in the college game and how maybe maybe now with the way things I, – I, I, let's get into it next because if I start now, it's a road <laughs> we'll go down, and the next thing you know, you'll look up at the clock, and it'll be 9.15, and we haven't taken our 9.30 break. So quick timeout. We're on the road. We're at Cavens Disaster Response Group as we are every Thursday right here on The Ref. We're going to talk a lot about Nick Saban today on the show. But we also have our regular NIL slash trend. Well, you know, to me, can you tell what Josh and I were talking about during the break? I didn't realize some of you guys were panicking so much about NIL. No clue. No clue. But we'll get, we'll get to it a little bit later on. 10 a.m. And, and the portal update, which, again, is no news. And the Zach Alley announcement. I – I did reach out to someone yesterday, and their point was no reason to panic. And I'm like, is this odd or different? And their response was no reason to panic. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It doesn't matter if it's different or odd or whatever. There's no reason to panic. You got it. You got it. I appreciate it. But uh, if I'm understanding correctly, there's no reason to panic. The Board of Regents meeting that's up for Friday, strictly about – the assistant salaries, I mean, it's not not related to Zach Alley, you don't See, think? I don't think that is. I mean, and again, I, I saw TJ, and I, like I said, I don't I don't know. I, I reached out to the couple of people yesterday and was told there's no reason to panic. I've never seen an announcement wait until the Board of Regents approval. And, and we've had hundreds of guys that are announced, and it's like, Brent Venables will be the new head coach at Oklahoma, Board of Regents approval coming, blah, 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 right? Uh, it's just... I, I've never seen it hinge on that, especially for a defensive coordinator. But we'll, we'll get to it coming up in a bit. Let me, <laughs> guy from I have the Kinnipamara Chevrolet text line up right now. Guy from Parts Unknown. All right, when is the Michigan football segment? Very, very funny and very good. Very good. All right, here's my theory on pro coaches. Here's my theory on pro coaches. You're making as much money now for some of these guys, if not more in the college game than you are in the NFL. But money, too, has made college football more transactional, right? And I think, in some instances, everyone wants their team to be the big spender in NIL, right? I want to go buy the best in the transfer portal. Well, NFL coaches... Most of them understand free agency, right? They could still recruit, but for the most part, it's more about getting guys that have been maybe established other places to help fill out your roster. And you're still an NFL coach that I think kids would want to come play for if you've had success. So when you say, do you imagine maybe an NFL coach being in this mix? Like automatically, I think, Boy, Mike Tomlin would be cool to watch coach college football. Man. Right? That's, now, I, that's I don't, an now, interesting I don't know. name. I don't know. I was just thinking about how college football has changed. And we always talk about, boy, what college coach is next going to the NFL? Well, I mean, NFL coach maybe jumping back to college? Now, uh, Tomlin's just an example, right? I, I, I don't think Mike Tomlin's in the mix at Alabama. Um, I even think Steeler fans – have kind of done a 180 on him, and somehow they like, hey, he won 10 games? Yeah, how, he's, how did pull, that happen? he's pulling right? magic tricks with their quarterback situation, so but, they should love him. But if you think about it, you even go back 
to the A&M opening. The A&M opening. Who was the first guy that they went to that they, they tried to get? It was Dan Campbell. And Dan Campbell, if if you are, and Campbell seems to be a pretty open guy. Uh, and, and he was, he's like, listen, man, he goes, it's, that's my alma mater. And, you know, a different time, different place, you know, obviously, but we're, we're building something special here. And so I, I like that. But if, if you're in a situation now, because I'm, I'm a diehard NFL fan and I look at the transfer portal a lot like free agency, free agency should always be filling in the holes not swinging for the fences, right? Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I pains me to do this. Where are their best players from? The draft, right? That, that whole defense essentially has been drafted. But they fill holes in places with free agency. Now, Josh, we could debate about if they did good on that side at the wide receiver position, right? But for the most part, to me, your core is still the guys that have been a part of your program. But free agency helps fill the voids. That's how I've always viewed, you know, portal, transfer portal, and uh, NIL. Hey, these are guys – well, not NIL, sorry, but a portal. These are guys that hopefully are just the the whipped cream on top of your Sunday. Now, out, Ole Miss might go out and change that completely this year if they won a national championship. But my point is – it's no longer where you just are going to get college, recruit, 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 maybe a Juco guy here or there. you got to go recruit the high schools. You're constantly recruiting. It's a little different. Now, you are still constantly recruiting, but it's a different type of recruiting. So, you know, you say maybe a big NFL name. You know, Tom, Tomlin was the only one that kind of jumped to my mind. I don't – John Harbaugh doesn't really have a college coaching background. You know, he's always been an NFL guy. I don't really know if there's another name, but – you know, Sean McVay was someone a while back that was talking about maybe he's going to move on. But I don't know, Josh. I would assume that even though I think a, an NFL coach would have a little smoother time with the college game now than they did years ago and in the past, I think at the core of this we're seeing either, A, a sitting head coach, or now I think we're seeing a sitting head coach at a Power 5 D1 program that's going to replace Saban. Somebody pointed out D'Amico Ryans played uh, at Alabama. D'Amico Ryans would be the one outside of Mike Tomlin. Dude, can you imagine D'Amico Ryans? Well, <laughs> Alabama. Oh, my God. Mike Tomlin, I think, is intriguing because just, – Just throwing names, by the way. Everyone's doing this right now, so don't get mad at me. Don't yell at me yet. It, I think it's going to be a college coach, but I, if, if they went the NFL route – Tomlin would be interesting because I think he has enough prestige about him to sort of just be the closer on recruitments, right? Like an NFL guy recruiting, recruiting, recruiting year-round is probably one of the big turnoffs, right? That's what we think that maybe they wouldn't be as interested in doing. But because of who he is and his track record, I don't Mm -hmm. know that he has to – be that involved in recruiting except for maybe like hey let's let's seal the deal here and it's alabama right it's still kind of humming all right quick break uh, we, we've got a list here of names uh and it's all the names you've heard kaylin DeBoer, steve sarkeesian mike norvell dan landing is on here but there's not a guy on this alabama staff i guess that you look at and you're like dude that's the guy or maybe there is we'll talk to ryan fowler about it coming up here at the bottom of next hour. we got a lot of work to do between now and then. 
All right, we're here at Cavan, so Gary's going to join us at 10 as part of our transfer portal, kind of look at things that are going on for OU. we got a big event. It's coming to Oklahoma City. Our buddy Joe Blankenship's going to swing by and preview it for us. Ryan Fowler at the bottom of the hour. Boy, we're really busy in the 10 o'clock hour, aren't we? So keep those texts coming. 405-651-3439. It's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Uh, we, we only got a couple minutes before the top of the hour, but I really like this text from the Sooner Andy. I was just – I was kind of theorizing different candidates beyond just the same five that we've heard for Alabama. And, guys, let's do understand there, there's ripple effects here. We're, we'll nerd out on it coming up probably with Ryan Fowler at about 1035 this morning. There's ripple effects. But I brought up the theory, hey, you know, might this be a time where uh, Mike Tomlin or Demeco Ryan, just, just throwing names out there, might say, all right, well, the college game would be pretty awesome right now because essentially you have free agency. But Sooner Andy writes, usually right there with you guys. I, I pull you on this, on this one with me, Josh. You guys. Usually right there with you. Uh, in this case, not so much. I don't think any NFL coach wants the current college schedule when looking at dollars in the NFL and college versus respective work calendars, it's a no-brainer to stay in the NFL. Plus, no NFL guy wants to suck up to 17- and 18-year-olds. And that might be the poison pill in all this, Andy. You, like I said, it was just a theory. It's kind of workshopping it a little bit. Maybe that's one of those that I throw in the time travel box on Rick's shelf that he never really gets to, you know? I, I, I don't know. I just... It seems as if the five names that have been mentioned, it, I don't know. I, Dan Lanning would be cool. I mean, obviously, Kalen DeBoer is the hot name right now. Mike Norvell's done incredible. I think Mike Norvell would be great at Alabama. Um, Dabo's just, been linked forever. Da- Dabo, Dabo, thank you. Dabo Sweeney. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like there is, and then, I feel uh, like there's something we're missing, Josh, and Sark. And, and Lane. Yeah, and Lane, you're right. Well, yeah, we added a sixth. You're right. Those are the names that have been mentioned the most. I just feel like, all right, what are we missing? We'll ask Ryan Fowler coming up next hour right here on The Ref.